Am I gone? Oh, this class. You know me, first acting job. Um, I was on stage. I thought I would have had one of these. I thought I was going to be top dog. And then I was told to actually use me big gob. <laughs> um, so, yeah, acting after that has gotten um, a bit rubbish. Um, we are in Psalm 21, and before... I stop what a glorious dear it is to be reminded once again that we, through no acts of our own, that we've all turned away from God, that he brought us back by one simple act and dying on that cross. That is truly marvellous isn't it? Um, I'm going to find Psalm 21. There it is. I'm going to pray because I feel like it's important as we come to God's Word. So let's pray. Father God, you have yet called us to you, Lord to come into your house to praise you, Lord. And we can only do this, Lord, of your perfect sacrifice upon the cross, Lord. So through the reading of your word, Lord, firstly, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's the foundation of this world and the solid rock on which I can depend on, Lord, and we can all depend on it, Lord. Lord, just settle our hearts to listen to you. Give us the words, Lord. Give us hearts to receive it, Lord. I put this in your mighty name. Amen. So I only be up here ten minutes. But if I get too comfortable and um, pass me 10 minute mark, please can someone come up and drag me off by the scruff of me neck. <laughs> um, so we are reading Psalm 21. I'm reading from the New King James's version. Sorry if I mock up any of the words, but here we go. Um, Psalm 21, joy in the salvation of the Lord, to the chief musician, a psalm of David. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desires, and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you made him with the blessing of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life from you, and you gave it to him. Length of days forever 
and ever. His glory is great in your salvation, honour and majesty you placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them a furry oven in the times of your anger. The Lord shall, the Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offsprings you shall destroy from the earth, and their descendants from among the sons of men, for they intend evil against you. They divide a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore you will make them turn their backs. You will make ready your arrows on your strings towards the face, towards their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. So, a bit of background. And I'm sorry I haven't brought all the figures with me because I just couldn't find them or I wasn't looking properly. Um, so, we're... Psalms is set way before Jesus came upon the earth and maybe thousands of years before the um before the birth of Jesus. But like all but Psalm twenty one is a royal psalm and all the Psalms speaks of God's coming ruler as creator, a saviour of Israel. They often point forward to Jesus as the saviour king. Psalm 20, we see, a dear, we see David's prayer to God for his blessing on his people. And Psalm 21 is an assurance of God's blessing and speaks of the Lord Jesus. We see that David finds joy and strength in the Lord. With sal also with salvation, he can greatly rejoice. David had this assurance. He, he knew of the coming king. And we've got to remember that David was a long relative of Jesus Christ, the coming king. This gives David a release from pressure on constraints that bounded there that bounded him. 
there is a problem that bounds David, and that's sin. And this problem bounds us. All humanity has and is keeping on sinning. And we get proof of this in Romans 3, verses 23, for it says, For all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's you and me. We have fallen short of the glory of God. God tells us that we can find joy and salvation and power, something which we cannot have. For example, all you got to do is look at the world today. Look at what's happening in Eastern Europe. Look, look what's happening in America. Look what happens in our own lives. If we do not speak, we think it. And this is all sin, isn't it? It's, there's something inside us naturally that wants to get back at people, that wants to um, watch stuff that we are not meant to, that wants us to dive into realities that we cannot grasp. And yet, when we grasp it, it falls through our fingertips. I lost me, please, sorry. <laughs> um, this is the state of sin in our lives. And because of this, every human has turned away from God. We saw it in the type like um, sermons on a Sunday. We saw a couple of weeks ago how God had made the world. And it was so perfect and so right. And yet again, God gave commandment to Adam and then we've fallen short of the glory of God God but God tells you and me to find strength and power in him David is told that he can find salvation in the Lord, who is the only one with strength and power. We are told we can find salvation in Jesus. We can know what David knew. If you don't believe me, James 1 verses 21 says, they lay aside all filthiness and overflow, an overflow of wickedness, and received with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. All that David had, 
even though he was a king, was God's gifts, such as the crown. And the, but he had one gift in particular. And this gift was the greatest gift of all, and that is life, temporal and eternal. This is God's blessing of goodness on him. David responds to God by placing his trust in him and that it would never be misplaced. Now, for if, for if you want information on that, I'm not going to read it out, but if you... Have a look at um, Psalm chapter 15 verses 5. It actually says there. However, even though this blessing is for David, it is also for us. We can know the blessing of goodness and life. We can share in the royalty when we place our trust in the great king. God has only made this possible by sending his one and only son that he may or has died on the cross to bring salvation to anyone who believes in him. Who, how do we know that this is for anyone? Well, take a look at John chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. And it says this, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that hope, Ever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him may be saved. This is salvation. And throughout this day we have seen, and throughout this day we sing that God wants a relationship with you and me. And if you want to condense that Verse, just look at, um, just look, just look because them verses tell you, for whoever believes in them shall not perish but have eternal life. For whoever, that's you and that's me. Doesn't matter whether I had a background in rich teaching. Doesn't matter whether I've came from a 
family of long line Christians or whether I'm a first time comer, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's you. I lost me clear again. <laughs> to, um, we, to prove this, he sent his one and only son to die on the tree to save us from our sins. David concludes with a shout of joy knowing that he has faith in the one who has saved him. David has an assurance of God's blessing as king and his goodness towards him in the final victory. Now, if you don't know what the final victory is, it's there. Final victory. He's won it. We may not be royalty like David, but you and me are invited to have the same assurance like David, to know the Lord's final victory. If you are a Christian here today, you can stand up here and say, I have the final victory. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Over sin and death. A victory that we are not deserving of, but again... God shows his love to us. If you want to remind yourself, go back to John 3.16. Yes, we don't deserve it, but God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. We are saved. And we are protected The chains are released and you and me are set free. Because of this, we have salvation. Let us take joy in salvation, what the Lord offers, and that we can have that for ourselves Psalm 23, joy in the salvation of the Lord. If you have salvation, you have joy. And that should be a constant joy. That shouldn't be half-hearted. That should be full-hearted. I know it's easy to say though, but let us not be 
repetitive about salvation and see it as afresh. Every day when we go into life, complications, do we go in it saying, doesn't matter what comes throughout that day, I have an assurance of salvation. I can tell you I don't. I would like to think of that salvation every day, but this world keeps gobbling me up and then my mind somewhere else. If you, if you are here and haven't placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, can I please encourage you to find out more? That one day you might say yourself, I can find joy in my salvation that the Lord has provided for me. I would advise if you have any questions, come and ask. I am not a philosopher. I don't have a lab coat. I'm just Jack. I might not know all the answers, but I can point you in the right direction so your answers may be answered. But ultimately, a human may not answer all your questions, but God can. God can. And at the same time, it goes, Hey, you're a sinner, but I love you. He's your salvation. When the chains are released, I can say, I am free. Yet not I, but in Christ in me. Let's pray. Father God, I am unworthy, and yet again, you love me. Father God, thank you that you took the nails for me, and that I am set free, all because of your great love. And Father God, I just pray that we may not leave these words here, Lord, that we may take them up into our weaker head, Lord, and look to you as the all-conquering King, Lord. And Father God, thank you that one day when you come, Lord, when I stand before you in that court, Lord, and when the hammer is about to go down, Lord, you step in and say, No, I love you. Father God, let that be true 
to my brothers and sisters in Christ and for anyone who doesn't know you. I just pray that they may get to a stage where they can say, I can find joy in salvation, Lord. Bless your mighty name. Amen.